Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Press, marriage and relationship counsellor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies and insights so you can have a world-class relationship dive in just a quick disclaimer this is for entertainment and educational purposes only and should not be considered advice or mental health care or physical health care of any kind just for entertainment purposes only all right let's get started so look conflict in relationship is such a common issue and it can be really difficult to navigate Fortunately, there are really simple strategies that you can use that would decrease the likelihood of arguments occurring. So by understanding how our emotions play a role and how they interact, like how our emotions affect our interactions with others, we can learn how to actually better navigate conflict in our relationship. So with an understanding of the science of fighting, we can develop those skills and help us avoid unnecessary disagreements and actually create healthier communication patterns with those around us. So this guide, we're going to cover some of the basics of conflict resolution and provide tips on how you can keep your relationship free of strife. All right, so here's how you do that. Number one is understanding the science of conflict. So the science of conflict is obviously a complex and involved topic, but Just to be super clear, I actually believe it's normal that couples disagree or fight here and there. Not all the time, but here and there. It's not actually about avoiding the hard topics or avoiding conflict altogether. I believe the most successful and happy couples, and it's actually really, it's proven, there's a lot of literature on this, that the happiest and most successful couples, the couples that stay together the longest, actually are the quickest to have those tough topics conversations they go into those tough topics and that actually creates happiness and longevity in the relationship so it's not about avoiding conflict altogether it's actually about approaching it in a smarter way it's about being quick to address the issue so it doesn't fester and become bigger than what it already was right often we can wait and wait and wait and we don't tell our partner those things that are bothering us until it becomes such a big issue So I guess the first key is to honestly step up, find the right time and space to have those conversations, always from a place of kindness, always from a place of love, but really saying, I feel this, I need to discuss this with you because I'm feeling this way. Putting it back on yourself, the onus back on yourself is really important when we're bringing up tricky topics because it stops your partner feeling like they need to defend themselves. So if you say you did this, then they're going to feel like they need to defend themselves a whole lot more. Whereas if you say, I'm feeling this, right? Really, really key. That's a key communication tool right there. So number two, learning your triggers and your partners. So it's really important to actually know what your triggers are and what your partner's triggers are. It's often overlooked, but triggers can be certain words, phrases, or even looks And it can send us a little bit crazy, right? (laughs) For what seems like no apparent reason, you know, our partner could say donuts and all of a sudden we're like, what are you talking about donuts and getting really cranky and aggravated, right? And you're just like, I just offered you a donut. It makes no sense. But that's what is called a trigger. 
Now, you don't know whether when your partner was a kid, the donuts, you know, so-and-so bought a donuts and then passed away, like, or, or whatever. Obviously, these are examples, but you need, this is why these discussions with your partner are so crucial. So it's about creating awareness, awareness around your triggers and awareness around those of your partners. So for example, I might call my partner and that might trigger him as his dad always, I might call my partner mate, sorry, and that might trigger him as his dad always called him mate. And it was in a demeaning way back when he was a kid. And I never knew this. And all of a sudden, as soon as I used the word mate to my partner, he was flying off the handle. Now, this is obviously a silly example, but it happens again and again in relationships. I see couples all the time that will say to, you know, say to me, oh, he or she always says this and I just can't think or see. I just, I see red when I hear that. So it's about having a discussion with your partner around those words that really annoys you, get, you know, makes you angry, pisses you off and saying, how can we rephrase this? Or what different words can we use? So we're not actually triggering each other constantly. Now, obviously it takes time to learn this. So you've got to be patient and um, give each other a little bit of grace as you go and learn what each other's triggers are. So number three is don't bottle up your feelings. And I feel like I've touched on this slightly already, but again, don't wait, don't suppress and suppress and suppress or say nothing and then explode. Again, that creates such a bigger issue than it was in the first place. Clearly articulate to your partner, I am feeling X, Y, Z. I am feeling this when you do this, right? Those are so important to use and it's on an ongoing basis when different things come up for you. When your partner understands where your headspace is or how you're feeling, they can support you better. Better yet, tell them how you'd like to be supported, okay? Clear communication is always essential. Number four, take a break if things get too heated. So hit pause and always come back to the discussion once you've changed your state. Don't just keep going and going and going and fighting and fighting and fighting and getting nastier and nastier. You actually need to say, look, I need to hit pause for a minute. I'm going to go change my state and then I'll come back and we'll, 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 you know, finish our discussion. If you're in a negative headspace, you're feeling horrible. There's going to be no good solution to the discussion you're having right now. Nothing good is going to come from keep like, banging your head against a brick wall is essentially what it is. Nothing good is going to come from that place. So you really need to hit pause, tell your partner, clearly tell your partner, I need to hit pause. Um, It's best to set this up before you get to this stage, by the way, have a discussion earlier when things are great. Just saying, look, you know, if we do ever fight, I'd love to be able to hit pause. So I don't say things I regret. I'd love to be able to hit pause so I can think, so I can have a clearer decision and I don't want to hurt you, right? It's about not hurting each other (laughs) is essentially what it is and to get to a a quicker resolution. So hit pause and change your state. Okay, number five, seek professional help if you need it. Now, look, there are topics, there are situations that maybe it's been going on for a long time or maybe it's super traumatic or triggering And sometimes you do need that outside person to be able to walk you through it, step you through it in a safe environment. So 
you know within yourself which conversation it is and you make that judgment but seek professional help if you need it number six understand your own personality and the personalities of those around you so typically in relationships not all the time but typically there'll be one person that wants to keep going and going and going keep talking about it keep fighting until you reach a resolution And there'll be another person that just cannot wait to get away from that conversation. They don't like conflict. They don't like disagreements and they just want to leave. Okay. Now, if you can acknowledge that both of you have a different pattern and both of your patterns are okay, it is just about working with what you've got and being able to give each other the one person, the resolution and the other person space to think and calm down and then come back to the conversation. So really understanding each other's personalities and how that interacts in your relationship. Obviously there's a bit more to that, but that's very specific to the person at the time. So number seven, identify potential areas of conflict before they happen. So if you know that something's going to be really triggering or big area of conflict for your partner, then there's this great idea that Melissa Ambrosini uses in her book, uh, Open Wide, and it's called the love bubble. Now, other people call it other things. You can call it what you want, but basically the whole premise is creating a safe space, free of judgment, free of criticism, free of anything like that. And again, this is set up before you have a disagreement and you say, hey, I'd love to have a love bubble with you. Now you can call it what you want. If that's a super corny, you know, it's a bit corny for you. Call it what you want. It's not about the name. It's about creating that safe environment to have that discussion. So if it's really understand what potential areas could cause conflict and then setting up that idea of a love bubble because it's really powerful and I really urge you to give that a go uh, with your partner like I say call it what you like but give it a go so keep an open mind and be willing to compromise I always say with your partner whether it's discussions whether it's intimacy doesn't matter what it is remain open and curious when we remain open and curious our hearts open, our minds open, we're more relaxed, we're not judging, we're not criticizing. You're going to get to a better place from remaining open and curious than being shut down, being, you know, looking at your phone, all of those types of things. So be open and curious and be willing to compromise. So sometimes you do need to compromise in relationships. Now, Obviously, that's a big, broad, sweeping statement, (laughs) but, you know, your partner's wants and needs matter to you just like yours do. And so it's about really understanding where they're coming from, really understanding why it's so important to them. Sometimes we don't take the time to say, why does this matter to you so much? Sometimes knowing the backstory to whatever it is can be the game changer for you going, that makes sense. Yes, I understand. All right, we'll do that. Whatever that might be, right? So nine, communicate effectively with your partner. Here's my golden rules for this. No guessing. (laughs) Don't play any guessing games with your partner. Be really explicit. Be really clear in your communication. And check for understanding and meaning with your partner. So sometimes they can say one statement and how you interpret it and what they meant were two different things. So repeat back what you heard from your partner 
and say, is that right? Did I hear you correctly? Does that make sense? So you need to paraphrase it, repeat it back to your partner and then say, does that make sense? And check for understanding and meaning because let me tell you, two of the biggest reasons people fight is because they don't take the time to check for understanding and meaning. Often your partner is on your side. Often your partner wants the best for you. Often their intent is good, but we don't take the time to check for understanding and meaning and we go off on a tangent, right? We think, oh my goodness, they meant this, you know. Um, I wasn't even listening to their words. I just heard their tone or I heard their words and, you know, the tone didn't match, right? Whatever. You need to check for understanding and meaning and assume they're on your side, okay? Until you check for understanding and meaning. That's the key part there. Number 10 is be patient and understanding when things get tough. Now, even the most stellar, amazing relationships get tough. You have seasons in your relationship where things are amazing, you know, the honeymoon period, uh, you have all these amazing times, but there are really, really tough times in relationship. Hollywood does not talk about this. <laughs> um, you know, it's always very minor issues, but there will be tough times. You know, one of you might lose, lose a loved one. Something traumatic might happen. You might lose a job, right? Things get tough and it's important to know and to be patient and understanding when things get tough because if the shoe was on the other foot, you would want your partner to be patient and understanding if things were tough for you. So really having that empathy for the other person can actually change that dynamic for the better in your relationship, okay? So it might look like giving your partner a little bit of extra space or a little bit more time together depending on their needs. It might look like getting them independent support or help or those kinds of things. So when things get tough, put in wraparound supports. What do I mean by wraparound supports? I mean, are there friends? Are there family? Is there, you know, a a counsellor or a psychologist or a, you know, or is it nutritional? Like what sort of support does that person need at that time? And it will be different for everyone, okay? So I really urge you, be patient, be understanding when things get tough. Now, I've given you a lot of different ideas and a lot of different options around the science of fighting and how to avoid conflict in your relationship. Like I said, I don't believe we're actually avoiding conflict I believe we are doing it smarter, basically. We are still having the tough conversations, but the tough conversations do not have to result in yelling or screaming or saying nasty things or getting heated or getting annoyed at each other. It is possible to have these conversations and feel more connected, feel a deeper sense of understanding for your partner, have a deeper love for them because you understand where they're coming from, even if you don't like what they say. Now, I know that can be (laughs) tough to fathom sometimes, but if you have these conversations, if you fight smarter or if you disagree smarter, right, you can end up in a more connected and loving place in your relationship. So I really want you to think about what is the one or two things that you could take away from today's episode and actually implement in your relationship. Which ones would make the biggest difference to your relationship? 
So we had understand the science of conflict. Two, learn your triggers. Three, don't bottle up your feelings. Four, take a break if things get too heated or hit pause. Five, seek professional help if needed. Six, understand your own personality and the personalities of those around you, i.e. your partner. Seven, identify potential areas of conflict before they happen. So that was the love bubble idea. Eight, keep an open mind and be willing to compromise. Nine, communicate effectively with your partner, clear and explicit and check for understanding and meaning. Ten, be patient and understanding when things get tough. Display empathy for your partner, right? Super, super important. All right. I would love for you, if you're looking for more tips, more solutions on how to move your relationship forward, you can find lots of free goodies at laurapresscounseling.com.au forward slash blog. It'll be in the show notes as well. Feel free to go and check it out. There is so much gold there on all different topics. If you've got a topic you'd like to send in for the podcast, please email support at laurapresscounseling.com.au. And lastly, I would love for you to leave a review. If you felt that you got value from this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. That's all from me today. I hope you really got something out of the science of fighting and how you can avoid conflict or actually fight smarter or disagree smarter in your relationship.